Welcome to the Modern Manifestation Podcast. I'm your host, Bree Brown, a business mindset coach, entrepreneur, and a top competitor in a male-dominated industry. I'm a native Texan, the youngest of all brothers, and a lettuce-hating, wine-loving, curses-like-a-sailor recovering perfectionist. I've spent over a decade building my commission-based career, and my life's purpose is helping other women achieve the same multi-six-figure success I achieved before I was 25. I have a passion for helping women with mindset, money, and manifestation skills to help every young woman realize her full potential. If you're looking for vulnerable conversations, professional development, inspiration, or even a kick in the ass to get you motivated, you have come to the right place. Thanks for checking out the Modern Manifestation Podcast. Now let's jump right in to today's topic. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Modern Manifestation Podcast. Huge thank you to everyone who reached out last week and let me know how influential they thought last week's episode was. I loved hearing how many people were sharing it with their friends, family, spouses, even. Even though I cater to women on this podcast, this is absolutely open to men as well. And if they find value out of it, then awesome. I'm here for everyone. I just happen to have a passion about women empowerment, which is why majority of my people just happen to be women. But more than merrier, more than happy to cater to our male counterparts also. So today we are actually continuing last week's conversation talking about emotional regulation and creating healthier neuro pathways. And to do that, we're going to talk about the emotional guidance scale, which you may or may not have heard of before if you follow Esther, Abraham, Jerry Hicks, all of that group. This has honestly been my new favorite topic lately because I find it so easy to implement throughout my day-to-day life, and it's really helped me figure out where I am and where I want to be instead. And as I've said before, your emotions drive your thoughts and your behaviors. It is your manifestation at work. So your emotions are so important because they're really getting the whole machine of manifestation going. So it's critical to continue to check in with those emotions. And the scale I'm going to talk about that will help you do this is the Emotional Guidance Scale. And I'll probably call it EGS throughout this episode because the Emotional Guidance Scale is just quite a mouthful for everything. So the EGS is a scale that helps you identify where your emotions are at any given moment and what this means about your directed frequency. The EGS is a list of 22 emotions ranging from joy, which is at the top at number one, all the way down the list to number 22, which is depression, and it has all the emotions in between those two. And if you recall in the past episodes, you might remember that each emotion has a set frequency associated with it, and these emotions can be measured. And I'll I'll, I'll make a quick note to myself to talk about the MIT study on emotional frequencies later, because I think it is fascinating. Not going to get into it today, but just know for the frame of reference for this conversation today, emotions have corresponding frequencies. So this scale, the EGS, the Emotional Guidance Scale, was created to help you determine what your set point is or what your vibrational frequency is based on your emotion at any given moment. And whether you check in in the middle of an argument, at the end of the day, while you're watching TV, even what your average set point is from day to day, this scale was designed to give you a mental roadmap to get you from where you are when you check in 
to where you want to be emotionally, especially in order to manifest. And this mental roadmap was designed to help you assess where you're at without the guilt of where you quote unquote should be, right? Because all of us love to think like, oh, well, I'm over here. This is such a negative emotion and we beat ourselves up over it. This really helps remove that guilt because it's just empirical, right? It's here's joy. Here's where I'm at. That's just the facts. So the creation of the scale validates our negative emotions in some ways, which I know sounds counterintuitive to what we're trying to do with manifestation, but I think it's important to acknowledge our negative emotions and deal with them in a healthy way. So it's really important that we handle that shame around having these negative emotions. And I think that this scale helps remove that stigma around experiencing those negative emotions because it just says, again, here I am. Here's how I get to where I actually want to be. It's a step-by-step process. And this scale actually helped me in my cycle of self-shaming because it gave me that logical roadmap. So I knew exactly where I was. I was like, okay, I feel like I'm always at contentment. I can't seem to get any higher on the scale. What do I need to do to go from contentment to positive expectation? Like, what do I need to implement in order to make sure that happens? So the list shows you where you are and logically what the next step should be or could be to help you feasibly get to the next emotion you want to be feeling. No emotion. It's just here are the steps in front of you. And this can be especially helpful when you feel like the emotion of joy is too far away from your current emotional state, your current emotional set point. So to put in other words, it's really designed to help you eliminate the overwhelm that can be caused by your emotions, your negative emotions anyway, so that you can get back on track. Because what you're feeling is what you're manifesting. And unfortunately, the simple idea of manifestation can unintentionally cause us to try and shame ourselves out of our negative emotions and not creating space for them. And this isn't healthy, nor is it helpful. Yes, try not to be in a negative, perpetuated state of mind all the time, but that doesn't mean that we should just suppress and repress our negative emotions. We still need to deal with them in a healthy way. So when you want to get to joy, but you're nowhere close to that emotion, this guide is intended to help you figure out what you need to do to rise one vibrational frequency at a time so that you eventually reach your goal. But it it gives you those micro steps to take so that you're just not immediately overwhelmed. Like, I'm at frustration. How do I get to joy? That's too big of a jump. So what's the next step I could take instead? So to start using the emotional guidance scale, first identify what your emotion currently is on the scale of 22 emotions. And once you've done that, figure out what you need to do to rise one more emotion higher on the list to get even closer to joy. So if I'm at contentment, which is number seven, how do I get to hopefulness, which is number six? And then once I get to hopefulness, how can I go up again to the next emotion, which is positive expectation at number five? It's a mental roadmap. You are here. Here's how you go up one more, and then one more, and then one more. And eventually, you get to joy, which is where we want to be. And since my podcast is audio-based, obviously, I can't just flash an image of this list for you, but I do have the list of these emotions in this scale on my website in the show notes. So you can access that by going to the show notes at the bottom of the episode as you're watching it. Or if you just have no idea where the show notes are, just go over to my website at thethemodernmanifestation.com. If you head over to the blog, I put all of my show notes in the blog. Actually, my blog is my show notes. So (laughs) just take the, the title of this episode and search for that in my blog. 
It should be in the same order that the podcasts are released anyway. And then you'll be able to access that scale. And I'll also put the scale in the freebies just because I think that it's such an important thing to be able to reference. So I'll also make it easier for you to find it and put it in these two different places. So you can go to the freebie section and download it as a PDF, or you can go over to my show notes and see the image and save it to your phone or your desktop or whatever from there. So that's just a quick side note on show notes, but also where you can find an image of the scale. And if you're just really not feeling either of those options, just Google it. Emotional Guidance Scale, Abraham Hicks. I promise it'll pop up in the image section. Okay, so now that I went off on that little tangent for a second. (laughs) In other words, the EGS shows you your pathway to joy and helps you identify what emotions might be keeping you from getting there or staying where you are. And I say that because Evan is an example. At the end of every day, he asks me how my day went. And I noticed over time that I was always saying content, like content, fine, okay. And there was always this guilt or this shame that was pulling at me where I was like, well, I didn't get to do this. I didn't get to do that and do all of these things. And using the scale, I started becoming a lot more mindful about what my emotions were actually telling me. Like, oh, I'm checking in at the end of every day and I'm always a seven, always. Why am I not at six? Why am I not at a five? Well, at least I'm not at an eight, so that's good. But what do I need to be doing every day to get myself one emotional vibration higher? And that's all we need to focus on is just going one more step higher. How do I get from where I am and increase it by one more step? That's way less overwhelming. Okay, so my next step up is hopeless or hopefulness, not hopelessness. (laughs) Hopefulness. So what should I be doing throughout my day or how could I change my day so that I'm feeling more hopeful at the end of every day? And then what am I guilting myself over? What am I shaming myself over that's keeping me at contentment? And what do I need to work on as a result of that? So like what side of my perfectionism mindset is coming up here that's giving me all the reasons why today wasn't better than contentment? So it gives me something to figure out and it gives me something to work through. Okay, I'm at contentment. Why? What needs to change? What about my mindset is keeping me here? What is some of the shadow work I can do around this? That's what the scale helps you identify. Where are you and why? And does this change based on different tasks you're doing throughout the day? Like what tasks are you doing that make you get to joy? And then what tasks are you doing that make you drop down to frustration? Because the scale is intended to be used at any given moment. It doesn't just have to be once a day you check in at the end of the day. It can be, how do I feel doing this one particular assignment? How do I feel when I go to the gym? How do I feel when I'm interacting with my spouse or my kids? How do I feel when I call my mother-in-law? You know, like those are the things you should be asking yourself. And then over time, the goal is to really just get to know which activities in life make you fall on the scale. And then what can you do to make those activities more enjoyable? Because the idea is that we want your overall quality of life to ebb toward joy. And so let's find all the things that take you further away from joy and figure out what we need to do to flip that around and get you one step higher on that scale, one step closer to joy with each activity. And there's like a whole mindset thing too on how you can take people that you really don't like interacting with that get you to that state of frustration (laughs) and rewiring your brain so that you are actively thinking more positively before you go and hang out with them and then afterward and how you're viewing that whole interaction. So We'll have to talk about that another time because that's like a whole, honestly, it's like a series of podcasts. It's, it's fascinating. But just know that with each activity you do, you can always go up on the scale. You can always get closer to joy. 
And hopefully, over time, you'll figure out how to maintain consistent, joyful feelings too, right? You identify so many things and you help increase those activities that you do on a day-to-day basis up the scale toward joy that hopefully maintaining joy just becomes more natural. But for most of us, this can be a really hard task at first because we're just not conditioned to experience joy all the time. Like we're actually taught that it should come in moments, in sporadic moments at that. Because a lot of us, by society, parents, guardians, whoever raised you, we tend to have people around us that are nurturing us that are more pessimistic with their viewpoints. Or at most, they have this idea that when you finally reach your potential or life is at its fullest, you should be content and comfortable. But no one ever really talks about being elated or excited or joyful just all the time. Like you very rarely hear about people who are just always joyful. It's like society seems to think that that should be a rare occasion. Like, oh, someone's getting married. Let's be happy. My sister's having a baby. I'm, I'm excited. But how many people talk about feeling those emotions all the time? And why is that such a rare thing? Why can't so many more people feel joy and happiness and elation and excitement all the time? And that would be a huge quality of life shift for a lot of people. Imagine always feeling joy instead of frustration or even contentment for that matter. So the scale exists because most of us aren't just chilling at joy all the time. Like most people are just not always happy and elated. And if you were, you probably wouldn't be listening to this podcast. And if that is you and you're still listening to my podcast, you need to reach out and coach me because I'm not always resonating at joy. And especially with the use of and the help of the scale, I've actually noticed a lot of things I still need to work on that have come up. Like I've, I still have a lot of resentment and disappointment lingering from some of my stuff in the past. And I'm not perfect. Y'all know this. I'm going through a lot of the same work that I'm talking about with you in real time, which is why I know how helpful it is. So I practice on myself and then I bring it to the podcast if it's useful. So I'm doing this work too. And I'm finding that when I use this scale and I identify where I'm at, I'm finding ways to get to joy more often. And I've also found that the scale can also be helpful. (laughs) I just said also like three times. I have also found that the scale is really helpful to counteract something that unfortunately happens to a lot of us. And this is when we begin our manifestation journeys, people love to say, just show gratitude, be happy, find your joy, don't be negative or you'll manifest negative things. Like, And these are all very well-meaning people. And admittedly, I've been one of them before. I used to have that mantra of like, oh, you can't think negatively or negative things will happen to you, which is true to a point. But there's everything in moderation, right? You can't suppress and repress and still hope to manifest the things you want. And here's the thing, if you're at a number 10 on the scale, which is frustration, and someone just tells you off the cuff, having no idea about your life that, oh, you just need to find joy, and that's number one on the scale, you're going to be pissed. You're going to be like, I'm I'm over here chilling at number 10. You're telling me to go all the way up pole vault to number one. (laughs) Like that is too energetically different to connect with. So that comment is going to be abrasive and it's going to piss you off. And the advice, just find joy when you're frustrated, will at best make you continuously frustrated, or at worst, it could drop you down further on the scale to number 11, which is overwhelm. Because the emotional difference between frustration and joy is so wide, the difference is so noticeable, that it can perpetuate your frustration to see that difference and to know how far you have to go. Or at worst, it might cause that overwhelm Because there's a sense of hopelessness at the prospect of getting to where you want to be, which is joy, and then feeling how far away you are. 
No one wants to sit in frustration. So telling someone to just find joy when they're not there yet is just rude. Because usually that person can't imagine jumping from where they are to joy. Despite this well-intending person trying to tell you something that you already conceptually know. Well, fuck, if I could just get to joy, I would just do it, (laughs) you know? Like, oh, why didn't I think of that? I'm frustrated. I just need to be happy. Boom, I'm happy. Like, it doesn't work like that, or we would just do that on ourselves. And when this happens, you just focus on how far you are from feeling good. And this thought alone can just get you back into that all-or-nothing mindset. I'm over here in frustration. Joy is way the F over there. And the distance feels insurmountable. So I'm pissed. I'm just going to chill out where I am. How frustrating. And then you just stay where you are on the scale. Or if you get overwhelmed, you might go into fight or flight mode, which means staying where you are and doing nothing, feeling hopeless or lashing out, or finding some sort of unhealthy coping mechanism to numb the cursional, <laughs> current emotional set point because we're just not happy with where we are. So telling someone to just find joy when they're really far down on the scale, is never helpful. So stop worrying about how far you have to go to achieve joy. In fact, throw the whole idea of achieving joy out altogether for now. Like, if that feels too unattainable for you because you're sitting over there in one of those middle or maybe even lower emotions, then let's just start where you are. Find out where you are on that scale and then what it takes to just go up one or to even find a neutral emotion. Don't worry about joy. You got time to figure that out later. As long as you're going up, you're going in the right direction. And on this scale, boredom is better than anger. Contentment is higher than sadness. Hatred is higher than depression. So find a way to go up one at a time, one emotion at a time, without shaming yourself for the fact that you're not yet at joy. Just go up from depression. Go up to hatred and celebrate that change. And that might sound funny, but... Let's talk about that last one, depression. There are so many people out there who struggle with depression, which is number 22 on the scale. But you know what emotions are higher up than depression? Guilt, jealousy, rage, anger, discouragement, blame, worry, doubt. And we have to remember that these emotions are all improvements from depression. They're all vibrationally higher. But unfortunately, as a society, we just want people who are depressed to go from a number 22 on the scale all the way up to number five, optimism. Like, this isn't possible. Why as a society do we think people can do that? And why do we even expect that of people? Like, oh, you're depressed, just get over it, be happy, be so hopeful, you have the whole life ahead of you, just be so optimistic. The energetic difference is too wide. That's 17 steps higher up the ladder. Like, oh, hey, you're at 22, go all the way up to five. Instead, we need to celebrate anger, resentment, frustration, blame, because these emotional set points are all higher on the scale. They're all going in the right direction toward joy. But we have to give people the space to experience their depression and celebrate one emotion higher on the scale. Even if it makes us uncomfortable, and even if we feel like it's not in the timeline we want it to happen in, it's not our depression. It's not our process. It's theirs. So we need to encourage any other emotion that a person that is depressed might feel. Even if it is rage, hatred, blame. These really uncomfortable emotions for us. Because again, it means they're going in the right direction toward joy. It just doesn't look like it yet to you. But again, it's not your depression. 
And if someone is depressed, we beat them down for showing a vibrationally higher emotion, like anger, which is number number 17 on the scale, then guess what they go back to? Number 22, depression. And that's worse. And the divide between where they are and joy widens. So let's not unintentionally shame people for their other negative emotions that are higher than depression. Let's not make them retreat further down on the scale. If someone finally experiences anger, celebrate that improvement. Celebrate the anger. Celebrate the hatred. Celebrate their journey toward improvement. And I know that sounds crazy, but that's where we need to be. That's how, how we can be a supportive friend to the person that's experiencing depression. And if you are that person and you have family members or friends or anyone else in your life who's discouraging you from having this, this anger or rage or jealousy or guilt or insecurity, and I mean this in the most loving way, but screw them. Get yourself some space, at least for now, at least until you're in a better place where you feel like you can reasonably stick up for yourself. Protect your progress. You might need to take a six-month break from those people if that's what you need. Like if you are trying to climb up the scale one rung at a time, they keep knocking you down, then let them go until they're willing to be understanding or until you're ready to reintroduce them into your life. And also, if this is you, I really hope you're seeing a therapist. And if you're not, please do not use this podcast nor this episode as a substitution. I can't recommend therapy enough. So helpful, but especially if you're dealing with something as heavy as depression. So I hope that this serves as a reminder that anger is okay. Hatred is okay. Frustration is okay. One day, these emotions will help you get to where you want to be. It's a part of the process. And this is the path that you just might need to take in order to manifest your dreams. And you're always on the right path. And if nothing else, I hope this skill reminds you that even neutral emotions can be a step in the right direction. And I hope it helps remind you that you don't need to beat yourself up over experiencing any other emotion that's not positive. Because this turns into that all or nothing mindset. If I'm not feeling joy, then I might as well give up. It's just not worth it. <laughs> That's what the scale is trying to counteract. It's okay that you're not over here at number one. Just what do you need to do to go up one more? That's all your focus needs to be. Going up one. So feel the emotions you need to. Make space to experience them. And then just move forward. Move toward joy. Even if it means hitting every emotion on the scale before getting there. So ask yourself, what is your emotional set point right now? Can you increase your emotional set point by one? If you're at frustration, can you get to pessimism? And if so, how do you do that? And what needs to change? And then once you get to pessimism, can you go up to boredom? So on and so forth, repeat. Don't stress about getting to joy. Instead, ask, where am I now? What thoughts would bring me one vibrational frequency higher? So to wrap it all up, anytime you're struggling to get to a positive state, ask yourself where you are on this scale and how you can level up one more frequency. It's not about getting to the top. It's about going up from where you are. Thank you all so much for hanging out with me today. If you enjoyed this episode, please, 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 please share this with friends, coworkers, family members, teachers, your book club, your hairdresser. <laughs> I'm kidding, but seriously, if you are getting value out of these episodes, I'd really love it if you share it with others. It'll help them grow, which will also help me grow. Have a fantastic rest of your week, and I will catch y'all next Monday. Until then, go out there and manifest some miracles. Thank y'all so much for hanging out with me today. If you enjoyed this podcast, hit subscribe so you can stay up to date with new episodes. 
As always, we would love it if you would share this episode with friends and family who could use the inspiration. As a new podcast show, we would really appreciate your honest feedback so I know what you like and what you could use more of. As a thank you for leaving us a rating, we will send you our seven weekly tips to create space for abundance. Make sure you screenshot your review and email it to us at hello at the T-H-E modernmanifestation.com so we can send them straight to your inbox. If you'd like to stay connected, you can find us on Instagram or Facebook at Modern Manifestation, or you can head to our website at themodernmanifestation.com. Thanks again for joining me, and I will catch y'all in the next episode.